there is behavioral science behind leadership and how humans interact, how they respond to each other. You gotta be comfortable speaking in front of people, listening, you gotta get those skills of active listening developed, writing skills, this kind of authoritarian, directive kind of leader that just doesn't put up with BS kind of thing, right? That was my immature mindset of what a chief was. Produced by Podcast Architects. You're listening to the Lead On Podcast, where we discuss experiences in the armed forces while exploring lessons from military leaders. Give, give, us, give us some of that leadership insight. Give us something, um, give the audience a taste of, uh, of something that, uh, something to look for. If, 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 if you're a hiring manager, you know, because this is a topic in the transition space, not that we're not a transition podcast, but we, there's a whole lot of leadership. I mean, there's an endless amount of leadership topics um, or if maybe there's an there, maybe there's an endless amount of topics, but there's an endless amount of way to talk about the topics or give explanations. Um, so with your experience, what, what did you find where the, you know, as I say, cream rises to the top, you know, what leadership qualities did you happen to see? of those sailors and even civilians now that you just, that, 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 that commanding officer saw and a young chief petty officer to say, you're going to be a command master someday. So, so when I talk and I wrote about this and I, I bring this out frequently in the podcast, right? So leadership is, um, there's a bunch of science behind it. There is social science, right? This is, and behavioral science, right? So it's not just something grabbed out of the air, right? There's behavioral science behind leadership and how humans interact, how they respond to each other. Some it's based, a lot of it's based in very primal behaviors, right? Of fear and flight and social connections and survival in a state of nature, right? So, um, and there was a lot of science that was, was drawn into it. So my approach was like, okay, I think we're too hung up on the mantras, right? Everyone's got a catchphrase in a book and a mantra, I was more, and probably because of my new background, like, hey, let's, I think there's some key um, science kind of things we could bring into this or the theory behind it, right? So one of those I heavily is the power bases, right? So um, there's several power bases that we all have and can all develop, right? Some of them are inherent to you as a person and your natural attributes. Some of them are learned and developed. So um, things like personal power, right? Um, and expert power. So of all your power bases, your personal power and your expert power are the two that build your credibility as a leader. So your personal power are things like trustworthiness, humility, empathy, um, emotional intelligence, right? Those kind of charisma in some cases. Um, not everyone has to have charisma, but those intangibles sometime about you just see some people and you're just like, I just am attracted to them in some way. And I want to, yes. So they have, some people have that. Some people have to learn to develop it. Some people have attributes and behavior that push people away, not in a bad way, but just the way they present themselves and they need to understand. Um, so obviously the people saw, I had some of those attributes that were, were favorable in my personal power base. The other thing is your expert power base. So what do you know about your job? What do you know about your organization? What do you know about life? You know, and, and things like that. So I think they saw a person who was investing heavily in, you know, learning his trade, knowing his craft, knowing his people, um, knowing about the Navy um, and investing in that, in that kind of power base of expert power. Um, and I think they saw someone, when you have high expert and personal power, your credibility grows and then with credibility comes trust. So I think they saw a person with credibility that eventually people would trust. Um, and 
And I'm sure that feedback was not just coming in from senior enlisted. I think it comes in from the officer side too, right? Because they're looking, you get judged and feedback from sailors too, right? So the people that are leading the peer group, right? I was probably, mm -hmm. you know, you know that you get talked about in the cheese mess. Your peers are yeah. evaluating you too. Mm -hmm. um, they don't write your evals, but they're talking about, you know, and they're sharing with within the mess, right? Let's not get it twisted. If you're not all that, people know, and that's that's brought up. Um, so I think that gets into it. So I always encourage people to start with those two power bases, right? Just learning about personal power base, investing in, in building it and the skills. Um, my recent podcast episode was on empathy, right? It's a two-part series, right? So, you know, do you understand empathy? Do you embrace it? Do you know why it's valuable? Those kind of things. And then always learning, building your expert power base, learning about your rate, learning about your Navy or your profession that you're in as a civilian. Um, you're learning life skills and life experiences as you grow, right? So like I said, I had to learn a lot going through a divorce, right? And that stuff matters, right? That makes you a better leader because um, you have to deal with adversity and things like that. But then there's other power bases, right? There's connection power. So how you form relationships and how you use um, networks, right? So that's a big thing with being a chief petty officer, right? You're brought into the network of the chief petty officer, um, and, and not just how you use it to your own personal use, but how you contribute to it effectively, right? So, you know, there's, you need to understand how to perform in a peer group in a network, right? And that's a lot of what initiation tries to teach. Um, six weeks isn't enough. And to your point, right, we should be teaching that way, way, you know, to the left of a career. Um, and that's why in Petty Officer's Guide, I wrote, you know, I brought that whole section in. Um, on networking because I wanted young petty officers to know the value of network or the value of joining an organization like the Surface Navy Association or whatever that, you know, Aviation Boation Mates Association or things like that because um, those professional peer groups, they actually strengthen you, but you also contribute, right? And they build your reputation. So there's things to know. So the framework there is, hey, um, understanding if people just take time to learn about power bases these are tools. These are your tools of leader. When you hear like my leadership toolbox, that's thrown around a lot. So definitely communication skills are in there. So you definitely have to be working on your whole suite of communication skills, right? So you got to be comfortable speaking in front of people, listening. You got to get those skills of active listening developed, writing skills. I've talked about those. Um, and I learned firsthand how powerful those can be. Um, and then reading as a communication skill, believe it or not, right? So, and then your personal presence, right? Your body language is a communication skill. So learning those, but also investing in your power bases. So I've got chapters written in both those books specifically on power base development. And then the podcast has gone into episodes specifically go into each power base and talk about that power base, why it's important, how to develop it. Um, and then the other one I would say is learning these, what we would call influence tactics. Um, so again, you can't just have one leadership style, right? You can't just be like, well, my style is directing leadership. Like, like I'm just a, just do it, shut the hell up, do what I tell you, you know, yeah. that's, it, you know, that's how far. it's done. Right. There's a time and a place for that, right? There yeah, is. That, yeah. Yep. Um, and my, and I just published an episode on that using the directing style of leadership, but you've got to be able to, to go through using different influence tactics, right? So if, if your power bases are your tools, your influence tactics are how you apply them, right? So I'll say like, take a hammer, right? So I can use a hammer. I can hammer with a hammer, but I can pry with a hammer. 
but each use has a context, right? It has a situation. So I could use my coercive power base if I need it, right? Using threats and punishment. Um, but if I use it in the wrong application, I'm not going to get the results I want. I'm actually going to get bad results and my personal power base is going to be affected, right? So um, it's complex. Um, for some people, they learn this over time. But my point was to try to get people to frame it out. I'm a visual person. So, hey, just think of your power bases. There's a, a visual kind of mo model that I kind of put out there for it. But um, if you have these power bases and you're investing them and we all can do it, right? And it doesn't stop. So I'm I'm still building my power bases, sure. right? Post-retirement, yeah. my connection power base. Um, yeah, I rely on the, on the cheese mess some, but not the way I used to, right? Now I'm building relationships with all these other people in the, you know, um, veteran service organization space, the military spouse space, um, because I'm trying to accomplish the mission of my organization. So my relationships and my connection power had to change. Um, so again, power bases are your tools, influence tactics are your techniques using them. And then your communication skill is your muscle, right? So the stronger the communication skills, the more strength you can put behind the delivery of your influence tactics, if that makes nice. sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. So, you know, you, you don't own these books. You know, we've nope. talked about that. You wrote yep. the books, but somebody else actually owns them. So, yep. you know, if our listeners want to go find uh, one copy or the other, or, or maybe one of each, where can they go to get these? Yep. So uh, the Naval Institute Press is the publisher, okay. right? They're the ones who wrote, uh, who own them. So I write for them, but they have the copyright to the book, right? So this isn't Paul Kingsbury out there. Um, I'm passionate about them. I think, you know, no book is ever perfect, but I think they're, I think they're, they offer something that's way not offered, you know, they're, they fill a space, a, a niche in a space, I think. Um, I, and I think they offer some good content. I wrote them and tried to align them. I, I collaborated with the Navy Leadership and Ethics Center to make sure like when we talk about feedback and coaching, like, okay, does that align with what they're teaching with Petty Officer um, in doc and leadership courses, right? So, and I think you've, you've seen some, you, we talked about that. Um, so they can find those on the Naval Institute website. If you go to, you know, USNI, US Naval Institute, I think it's usni.org. And then you look under the books or the press tab, and then you'll have to search for Chief Petty Officer's Guide, or you just go on Google, frankly, and type in Chief Petty Officer's Guide or Petty Officer's Guide. Um, they'll bring you either to the Naval Institute page or they are on Amazon and some of the online book sales too. Tell us something, tell us a story um, where maybe you saw, or, or and what I really loved about, you said early on about these behaviors, these power bases, and I wrote it down so I don't forget, I almost forgot, but these are learned. You know, you don't, you don't have to, like you said, with, with uh, charisma, you know, not everybody has it. Right. But, but, and not everybody has all these things, you know, but we can learn them. If we, if we, let's go back to what we first talked about, humble ourselves and recognize that, listen, I, I'm not as good as I think I am, or I, I don't have what Paul has, but if I could, you know, help figure out what it is, what makes you so successful where I may be lacking and then recognize it. Okay. And then take steps to grow and, and and I'll just share with myself, I'm in a company where I don't have any expertise, but um, you know, companies that are around are a long time are there because they, they look in the future and they make changes and adjustments and they're always growing and adapting. And if you don't, if I don't stay ahead of the curve, 
I could be left behind and be told, well, your services are no longer necessary. So part of that expert, you know, I need to learn ahead of that so that I'm, I'm always somebody, uh, you know, and I heard it said by one of my teammates several years ago, they said, you know, Dave, we get paid for doing our job for those 40 hours a week. But it's those additional 20 hours that we don't get paid. That's why we keep our job. And there's a lot of wisdom to that, right? Anybody could do the job for 40 hours, but who's going to keep the job? We're going to be the ones that do that and then some. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, any, any story that you could share where, where maybe you you were lacking, where you realized that there is an area of your your uh, influence or power base, connection skills that you were lacking, that, that you uh, had to work on? And how'd you go about identifying it and, and building it, working on it? Yeah. So I, I tell this one often, I've covered this in a podcast a couple of times. Um, so when I was a new chief, um, so one of your power bases is position power, right? So this one is one that you get, right? These are the responsibility. This is responsibility, authority, accountability, that discussion, right? So someone, someone judges or you, you fill out a resume and they, they know you have the potential and the knowledge, skills and abilities to fill a job and meet the responsibilities they need. Right. So, um, so position power is there. Um, but with that, like in military cultures, um, unlike others, that position power is visually reinforced, right? With rank insignia and warfare pins and ribbons, right? And uniforms and rank structure and all that. And that's great and all, but that can be bad too. So one of the things as I was learning to grow into my new position, which we do, um, was... Um, I had a mental model of what a chief petty officer was supposed to be, right? This kind of authoritarian directive kind of leader that, you know, just doesn't put up with BS kind of thing, right? That was my immature mindset of what a chief was. So um, I had left Mississippi. I was an enterprise and we were at quarters uh, and I was in the electrical division. So there were four propulsion plants there. So there was an aft group chief a guy named Jeff Seymour. I don't know if you know him or not. I think he was forward group and I was aft group or vice versa. Um, and we went to quarters, you know, and Jeff was, I had just gotten there. So Jeff was kind of the LCPO of the division, you know, and kind of took the leadership, you know, position of driving all that. So, you know, it's the typical, you know, attention to quarters and, you know, it just, we did this the first day and I noticed like there wasn't, I didn't see an immediate response. There was some kind of like blah, 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 talking and stuff. So I was like, Oh, that's kind of disrespectful. Right. Just there's some lack of discipline here, right? Um, so we come out the next day. I so I make a mental note and I'm just watching. And then we come out the next day and he's like, attention to quarters, you know, and people are you know, still and I just friggin' like my mindset of what a chief is kicks in. Like and I'm like literally, you know, I'm like one of the guys up front, you know, young petty officer was still blabbing. I was like, attention to quarters means attention to quarters, right? And then he kept talk, you know, kept you know, he smirked or whatever. And I freaking went right in front of the division, right in front of his face and just dressed him down. Right. Like, so I'm like, afterwards, I'm like, man, that does not feel good at all. This is not me. I've never done this. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was more of a, like, kind of I, not democratic, but I can be directive, but I, I have it just, my delivery style is not like that. Right. So I didn't feel good. And talking about people moving away, I just saw a behavioral response. <laughs> like people were like, Oh, I, I spooked the herd for sure. Right. So I'm like, well, this isn't good, you know. Um, so I was down the mat. You know, I would normally start my day off. We'd have quarters. I'd walk my walk the plants, and then let let the teams do their thing. And then 
I'd be available, but I'd usually roll to the cheese mess afterwards, have coffee and I'd listen, right? Cause cheese would be down there and I'd be like, this is learning time. And I came down, I, I was wearing this kind of like, it just didn't feel good. Um, so one of my buddies in the mess was like, Hey, what's going on? What's wrong? And I'm like, ah, oh, this frigging thing just came up and I'm like, just, that's just not me. He's like, well, why did you do that? I'm like, well, that's how you act like a chief. You know, that's what I think. He's like, no, stop. He's like, I don't know where you learned that. He's like, but, um, you know, Paul Kingsbury makes the uniform. The uniform doesn't make Paul Kingsbury. Right. So he's like, what got you here and the behaviors and the leadership that you did, you keep doing that. Right. There's no, you know, that bulkhead counseling, a lot of that is myth. You know what I mean? Some of that may have happened. That was a different Navy, right? We're past that. Um, I know you, I've seen you don't, that's not you don't do that. Right. So I huddled, uh, first of all, I got that sailor, I, you know, one-on-one, I apologized to them. And then I came out and I was like, Hey, with my plant, I was like, Hey, I lost it. That's not how I normally operate. Cause I wanted them to not walk away when I was there. So by having that open discussion and showing that I was wrong, um, boosh, they came in and then got it going and doesn't mean I wasn't able to get high standards, but I didn't need to use that kind of behavior. So that was a big learning point for me. Uh, and I'm glad it happened, you know, while I was a young chief. Yeah, that that's great. And, and that kind of actually closes out the podcast because I could, I could t- ask the question of a, a leadership mistake you got away with. And I think you yep. just gave us that yep. and you grew from it. And what an example that you set for the others in the mess, as well as those young sailors on humility and leadership and how we make mistakes, but we can go back and apologize and work together. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot in that. So, yeah. so and we're all yeah. human, right? So yeah. it's like, I, we just talked about then the empathy. I'm like, you're gonna, people are going to lose their stuff. They're going to have bad days and it's okay. Right. Just make sure you, and you're going to cause some damage when you do that. But if you come back and do the damage control, you can usually mend that, you know, those relationships. It's when you don't come behind it, that you're, the problem. you're damaging your personal power. Yeah. And the longer you wait, the worse it gets. Yep. Yep. So, well, Paul, uh, thank you again for the years of friendship, uh, your service to our nation and what you continue to do to give back. Uh, can you just, uh, so that they have it in one area, tell us again where to, where to find your books, where to uh, find your podcast. And if anybody has any further questions, if you have a, uh, just maybe a particular email or website that they can go to uh, direct to you. Okay. Yeah. So the, uh, again, the books can be found um, www.usni.org or the U.S. Naval Institute website. And then you just look up the press tab and search for CPO guide, or you just Google it, Chief Petty Officer's Guide or Petty Officer's Guide. This is what they, the Petty Officer's Guide looks like this. Um, And then the Chief Petty Officer's Guide looks like this. I am just starting to work on the third revision of this. So with the Petty Officer's Guide in place, that will be interpersonal leadership. I can now elevate the chief's guide to like, okay, let's talk about how it's different to be a senior chief. Let's talk about preparing to be a mass chief and a leading on a flagstaff and that kind of stuff. Um, I also had the, the Cutlass podcast, right? So you can, that's on like eight different platforms. So if you just go on your platform and search for Cutlass podcast, you can find that. I do have a website. Um, I try to keep up with it, but it's cutlassleadership.com. So, and you can find all the podcasts are linked to that. The books are there and some of the essays and stuff I've written are there. So people can check that out as well. 
And then um, email wise, uh, you can go to cutlessleadership at gmail.com. That's the email they can reach out to me at. Great. Well, Paul, thanks again. And to the listeners, uh, thank you again for tuning in. This has been another edition of Lead On, Lessons for Military Leaders podcast sponsored by the Enlisted Leadership Foundation. Uh, check us out every other Friday. A new podcast is, is dropped. Uh, share it out with your family and friends and anybody else that you want. Make sure you like us along the way as well. Thanks and have a great day. Produced by Podcast Architects.